episode number 105. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. I am really delighted to share with you today's episode, which is the first online coaching interview I have done on this show. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. If you are a regular listener, you may recall that I asked a couple of months back if there were any listeners that would like to receive a free mini coaching session with me, and in return, I would share the interview on this podcast. And one woman so far has responded to me showing interest. The reason that I would like to start offering such coaching sessions on the podcast is that inside of my membership program called the Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately Journey, I offer group coaching sessions as a part of the program. And it dawned on me recently that when the doors open to the program twice a year, which they are opening again in June, just a few weeks, if anyone is interested in joining the program, but would like to understand more about what the coaching looks like, well, I have nothing to show them. And so by offering free mini sessions to any of my listeners, those interested in the membership program will now have a better and more clear idea to that specific aspect of the program, even though the program is more than just coaching. So without further ado, I would like to play for you this interview. The woman's name is Jerry, and she lives in the United Kingdom. She is married with two older kids. She has gone through stage four ovarian cancer now twice, and you'll hear in the interview the many emotions and feelings and thoughts that she is experiencing even now. I actually met Jerry a few years ago when she came to Israel and attended one of my Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately retreats. And ever since then, she has become a regular listener to this podcast. So please open your heart and listen in. So Joe, I want to thank you so much for being brave and coming onto the podcast and really being the first person that I'm going to do this, offer this mini coaching session so that the people that listen to this podcast have an idea of what happens um, when I coach people because up until this point, people don't really know. So I really, really appreciate you being the first one to step up to the plate. So I received your clarity worksheet and for the people who have never been coached by me before, I send out a worksheet to the person that I'm going to coach and they fill it out. There's a number of questions and it's a way for them to focus in on um, what their stuck situation is. And it's also for me to be prepared to have an idea of what we're going to be speaking about. So I received your clarity worksheet and I'm going to read some of it to, um, to the listeners so they have an idea. But before I do, 
if you can just take a couple of moments and just share with us the background so that people will understand a little bit more about um, what the clarity worksheet, the things that you wrote down, they're going to understand it a little bit better. Yeah, okay. Um, well, obviously, uh, it's uh, quite a traumatic thing to go through, uh, and I went through it twice. Um, it's actually brought back some, uh, some difficult memories, but um, in a way, um, I also see it as a blessing because it taught me a lot, and I guess I was one of the ones that, was able to come through it and I had a lot of support and I'd say it's probably the biggest thing that transformed my life um, and uh, well sorry yeah it was a tough thing to go through and obviously I'm not the only one but uh, it was quite uh, advanced it was stage four ovarian cancer so I was extremely lucky, not a little bit lucky. Uh, and I put it down to uh, my survival, a lot of things, really had a lot of good support, family, friends, um, nutrition, uh, exercise, everything, the whole holistic uh, approach. And, um, you know, in, in all of that, I was supported and lucky I got through. Um, and then you come through that and obviously like any traumatic experience, it changes you. Um, and you, you, sorry, um, you, uh, you live with it and, you, and you're on one side really grateful and really fortunate and really lucky. And on the other hand, you have this legacy of, it's kind of hanging, sitting on your shoulder, uh, kind of like, you know, if you don't, if you don't behave or if you don't, you know, make yourself a better person, it's going to come back. And, uh, yeah, so I think, I mean, I still think of it every day. Uh, and I kind of, yeah, it's kind of this legacy. It's like a post-traumatic stress thing, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, which is always there. It's kind of like a long, like your invisible friend and you're walking alongside this, this, well, is it a friend? Sometimes it's a friend and sometimes it's not a friend. And, um, and I think I, uh, I get very uh, intense sometimes and other people don't and I find that affects my relationship sometimes too because I think, you know, you don't have to be so nasty, you don't have to be so unkind or you don't have to do that because, you know, life's too fragile. But it's kind of always there. And uh, I mean, part of it, is, it enables me, part of it empowers me because I think, oh, how bad can it be? You know, I've had no hair. I haven't been able to get out of bed. I haven't been able to do so many things. It completely disabled me and made me see how vulnerable I am, how fragile I am. And it takes you right down to your very, very root. And then you rebuild yourself, but you're aware that you could lose it in a in a second. You you know you can lose anyone. We get up in the morning, we carry on, and none of us know if we're going to come home. None of us know what will happen that day, and it makes me very aware of that fragility. And and sometimes that's scary. You know, 
I don't think people really get that, that fragility and and it's very sensitive and um, but you know my daughter's in Israel and she doesn't call from the army and that really hurts me because I think you know we're so lucky that I'm here just phone me just I don't want a long conversation I don't want to know everything I just want to know you're okay and and those normal things that normal mothers have with their kids are just heightened because at the back of it I'm saying you know I'm here what are you going to do when I'm not here but now I'm here just appreciate me but they don't see it I don't know you know our whole family went through that that cancer journey and I'm sure they've got their stories too but you know they they maybe find it hard to talk about whenever I try and you know be open and say you know this is how I feel you know sometimes it, it you know they can be really harsh and say oh not that cancer thing again you know and that hurts so I can't move forward with them in the in, in a way that I would like to move forward because I don't know I don't know what else to do what else can I unless I say how I feel maybe they're shut down because they don't they don't get it or they're protecting themselves I don't know the reason I don't know but and I feel as though that, that when I was ill the cancer stole a lot of that time that I had bringing them up and especially my daughter I think you know she's moved away now and I don't know if she'll come back to the UK and, and you know she's four thousand miles away and I just feel this huge rift and and I just you know I think well relationships don't happen by themselves they take hard work they take effort they take commitment and I just feel as I don't know what happened to my my family during the cancer I don't know I was just surviving and I and I survived because of them probably because I had them to fight for and I wasn't just on my own and I know I'm not the only person but sometimes I just get sad that we haven't embraced it as a family um, in a way that I feel understood more um, well, I want to, first of all, I want to just thank you for sharing all of that. And I know it is so difficult to, to just, um, to go back to it, to go back to the pain and the, the trauma of, of having had been sick and having had gone through all of that and then, and then having to kind of relive it here by, by sharing it with me and sharing it with others. I know that that's so painful. And when I was listening to you, I heard actually many different angles to your story more than what you wrote on the clarity worksheet actually yeah. and I, so yeah so i just i just want to take a pause and and mention that to the listeners that when i work with someone when i'm coaching someone what we do is actually we zoom in on one one area at a time because it's otherwise it's really just impossible to try to you know heal and a huge uh, situation like this in a short amount of time and so what we do is we work just I mean we really zoom in I, I said one area but we zoom in even just to one thought and we could work with just one thought for an entire coaching session so I just want to mentioned what I heard that there are stuck issues regarding um, your relationship with your daughter who is living outside of the country where you are and there's also stuck 
situations with your whole, your whole family, like as a unit, you know, like, you know, healing as a family. And, and I also heard, you know, feelings with other people, maybe outside of the family. Um, and there's also your own personal experience, which is what you wrote about. So there's a lot here. And um, today we're going to focus on, on just one, one area, zooming probably down into just one thought, and that's going to come from the Clarity Worksheet. So, um, so just to, I just, it was important to me to let the listeners know that, you know, we're not going to be able to, to cover everything in this short session, but this is like a mini session. And of course, over time, and if you were a part of the, the journey that, um, that I lead, then this would be something that you would be working on together with people in, you know, in the group at the same time. Okay. So basically, you wrote down on the clarity worksheet, I'm just going to read off of uh, what you wrote, the emotion, that the biggest emotion that you're feeling is fear. And you wrote, I'm stuck on, I'm scared I will get cancer again if I get sick. And you wrote three beliefs. This is the, the you, the uncover step. You wrote, I believe I need to look after myself more. I can't get ill or the cancer will return. And you wrote, going to the hospital is traumatic. Those were the three beliefs that you uncovered on your own. And the last thing you wrote was, I get very anxious when I'm ill. I need to control this better or it will control me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually, I would like to look at um, the beliefs that you wrote down. Um, I, I want to start actually with the second one. You wrote, I can't get ill or the cancer will return. Now, one of the first things that we do with um, our beliefs after we identify them, we, we need to investigate them because many of the beliefs that we have or that arise in our mind, they're, they're not 100% true, and yet we, we live as if they are. And that's really the source of what causes us to have pain and suffering in our lives. So I can't get ill or the cancer will return. Is that true? Um, no, but it, it's about being uh, uh, less than your best. Do you know, you know, if you don't look after yourself, it's more likely, mm-hmm. I guess. You need, okay. you need to look up. We all need to look after ourselves. But um, okay, so I'm gonna. So I'm just. I'm just. I would like to ask again because when I end this time. See if you can answer with a, a yes or a no. Okay, I, and I know it's so hard to answer that because oftentimes we say, "Well, it's not a hundred percent," but it, you know, blah blah blah. We have we have stories, right? Yeah. We, we need okay. to be very clear with black, like really black and white. So, I can't get ill, or if I do, the cancer will return. Do we? No, it's not true. It's not true. Okay. We know that's not true. We don't know that that's true. We can't, we can't prove that in a, in a court of law, right? We don't, we don't know if that's true or not. So my question is, that is a thought that you are holding on to. So I would love to know, how do you feel when you hold on to that thought? When you believe that thought, I can't get ill or the cancer will return, how do you feel? 
Well, it's kind of terrifying because I, I came back and I uh, joined the gym with my neighbour, and she, it was all, it was rather um, uh, it, it was a lot of exertion. It was press ups and uh, I don't know squats and all sorts of things. And I came back from that class and uh, I hadn't eaten beforehand, and I had this terrible feeling all down my stomach, um, really a lot of pain. And, it, and I get terrified, you know, I, it, whereas before, if I got any pain, it's, oh, you know, whatever. But now when I get that pain, um, I just think, oh, my God, you know, I, I've catastrophized a hundred times. Uh, and I think talking about it now, I think that was probably you know, the best I could do um, other than, I guess, in the moment, you can't in the moment when you have pain you can't really think rationally and yeah i probably the only thing i probably needed to do was stop my imagination from going down that path of you know uh what it could have been rather than just say this is a pain i've phoned the doctor i'm resting and that's enough mm -hmm. uh, just cut that off you know before that goes uh, into oh well this this pain is here and that's there and I want to ask you a few more questions about that belief, okay? The belief, I can't get ill or the cancer will return. Is there any value in you holding on to that belief? Not really, no. I, I think it should be, you just need to be mindful, mm -hmm. um, which I am. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask another question also about that thought. Because basically what we do, okay, when we're, when we're getting unstuck, we identify the thoughts that are causing us to get stuck. We really need to, we need to get to the root of the thought. We need to really understand the truth of it. Because when we know, we recognize, and we really, we really own the fact that that thought, you know, really isn't true anymore. It doesn't have any value in our life. That's really when you can begin to open your mind and expand and see what else is possible. But until you do that, um, you really can't. You, you really can't consider other things because you're that that one thought is is holding you down, all consuming. Yeah. Um, so, so another thing I'd like to ask about that sentence, that, that belief that you had, that thought, is um, if there's a flip in it. And, and when I say flip, I mean sometimes we say things and um, actually they are projections and either we're saying them in a way that um, is, is actually the opposite or sometimes we say things you know, towards other people but we're actually saying them towards ourselves. And so I wonder if I flip that, that belief and I say, I can get ill and the cancer may not return. What is your reaction to that? Yeah, that's logical. It's not emotional. It's just logical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, that, and I know that's true. I know that's true. But when, when I, you know, it's just that moment when I, and because I had a particular, well, actually after I think in January, February, I, I was out for two weeks also with a bad, really bad cold. Um, it's that point at which I'm immobilized that, I, that it comes back. But th I don't think there's actually anything I can do about that because my body has just shut down for that period and I have to deal with it. Um, 
but actually there is something I can do, isn't it? I can change my thought process during that period. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the key. <laughs> that's the key is that you yeah. always, always have the freedom to choose mm -hmm. what you want to believe and the mind is so insidious it's going to slip back into default mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's always going to go back to historic patterns and ways of thinking that you've always that you've always thought that's just the way that the mind works so your mind is going to always go back to fear and you know because i can't get ill and the cancer is going to return that's what your mind mm -hmm. is, is used to thinking yeah it's used to thinking that but but like exactly what you said, you actually have the freedom of choice. You actually can say to your mind, you can manage your mind, and you could say, I, mm. I, I, I am sick right now, but the cancer may not return. It might not return. It's okay if I get sick. You, can, you, have, the, you have the power to do that. Yeah, and, and also rationally, you know that, you know, just because you had cancer like five, ten years ago, you know, you will, law of averages, get sick with something after that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not always related. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be related. And they're just regular, you know, small ailments sometimes that everybody gets. Um, but just your, your basis is like, your foundation is slightly different. But um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but but when you're in the moment and you're just totally emotional, <laughs> um, yeah. you know the, the rationality goes, um, and you know, um, and the cancer actually empowered me in many ways. Um, you know, especially the move to Israel because it was like, well, you know, you've got one life, let's go for it. You know, how bad can it be, or mm. or not not how bad can it be? But you know, we've dealt with a lot worse, so you know. I'm sure, uh, you know, there's lots to learn and there's, you know, you have just have to go for things sometimes. Um, and yeah, it, it has been empowering at the same time. So, uh, and it, it's enabled me to move forward to the things that I, I like that are part, that are, that were yet undiscovered, if you like. Mm. Those are beautiful considerations. Those are beautiful perspectives and outlooks. Um, what you mentioned before was that, you know, when you're in that emotional spot, you know, it's almost impossible to be rational and to think the way you're thinking right now. Mm -hmm. And that's really the whole purpose of this, the tool, the stuck method, so that when you are emotional and you're aware of it and you want to get unstuck, then you can use this tool to get you out of that emotional state and into a more rational mind because like you said once you know when you're in it you you can just kind of let yourself be in it and stay in there for a long time if you want the choice is really you know up to you do you want to stay in that place that emotional place and sometimes you do and it's okay that's where you want to be that's where you need to be but when you want to get out of it and you want to get to a, a more rational place and a not only rational place, but a more empowering place where you get to choose what you think and how you feel, then you can use this tool at any point, mm. anytime, no matter what I the just, circumstance. I just had a picture actually of like falling down a big hole and you're kind of stuck down there. And then, you know, the stuck method is almost a spade. 
to get out mm. and you can either sit down there with the spade or use the spade to get out and um at a time when when you want to get out uh, as you say sometimes you need to just be down there for a little bit and then come up um and realize how nice it is when you get out yeah that was a beautiful beautiful imagery i love that so the last step of the stuck method is k and this is for self-compassion and the reason I put this last step in this process, even though when you take on a consideration, that's really when you get unstuck because you, you take on a new perspective and that generates a new feeling. You can go back out into the world with new thoughts and, you know, totally like a new person, turn a new page. And yet we have this last step because often we hold ourselves in this place of guilt and, and blame and shame or embarrassment for having gotten stuck in the first place it's it's something um, that happens to a lot of us and yet we don't usually take the steps to just hold ourselves you know in self-compassion so if you feel comfortable you can take your hands right now and put them over your heart and think about the fear that you were feeling and the fear of you know, if I get ill, the cancer will return. And maybe say to yourself, you know, out loud or, or to yourself, it's okay, I got stuck on fear. You know, it's okay, I forgive myself. Yeah, it's okay, I got stuck. And it's understandable. Um, and I'm lucky to have uh, people to listen to that. Mm. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. So I took you through this kind of mini coaching session, and I'd love to hear from you. What was the most valuable thing that you got from this from this session? Oof. Um, I suppose I, I just, you know, arranged to do this um, and didn't really think about it. <laughs> but, it, wow, it went deep. Yeah, so, yeah yeah I just uncovered all those feelings I didn't really expect to be quite that deep but it's probably what I need to do uh, to go forward because otherwise it just kind of is a weight around me um, and I need to clear it you know I had a lot of uh, support counselling through the through the cancer treatment and I think a little bit after and I thought I'm kind of, kind of done with that now but um, clearly there's uh, some residual stuff I think uh, I need to work through so it's highlighted that for me um, and also doing the retreat that we did at a time when I was kind of you know not sure where I was, what I was doing in Israel, um, that I found, you know, your method and, and your um, approach for me in particular, really, really beneficial because, and I, I hadn't realized quite uh, how my thinking was responsible for, you know, all the crap that had been flying around um, and taking back responsibility uh, and realizing that you, we all have the responsibility, um, and it's it's sort of hard work, but but it will take you to a better future uh, by being honest and opening that up. And 
it's you know you're very easy to talk to you're very genuine and, and you're very honest yourself you know <laughs> what you've exposed you know with your your own feelings and your own experiences really encourages people to be uh very honest so yeah it's um a big awareness um of probably where i i need to go now Thank you. Thank you for that response. That was beautiful. And I would definitely say that awareness uh, is, is the first prerequisite to, towards getting unstuck. Um, and nobody really can, no, no one can give you that awareness. That's something that you need to, you need to find from within you. And then once you have that awareness, the sky's the limit of what you want to do with it. But, you know, the first, the first thing is to really to recognize um, is, is to be aware uh, of that you're stuck and where you're stuck and how it may be affecting you and how it may be affecting others. So I want to thank you so much again for your bravery, for coming on this podcast and your openness and your vulnerability and sharing your story with the listeners. I really think that you are going to inspire people both with your story and hopefully other people will uh, we'll follow your lead and uh, and also choose to um, to experience some coaching here on the podcast. So I want to thank you again. Oh, thank you too, Jerry. So I happen to think Jerry is incredibly brave and courageous in so many ways. And I really am so grateful she was open to sharing her story on this podcast. I would like to take a moment and ask you, my dear listeners, could you see yourself in Jerry's story? Maybe you don't share the exact story, but could you see yourself in her story in some way? Do you ever get stuck on fear? And how does that affect your life? Is there any value in holding on to that fear? And what else can you consider? This was a really meaningful conversation Jerry had with me. In fact, after the interview, she sent me a message and gave me permission to share it on the podcast. She wrote, Thank you, Shira. That's been an opportunity that's made me aware that I'd like to invest in my own future by looking after myself and learning to develop. I've also acknowledged that I need help to do this, and I'm worth it. So, I'd be interested in joining the journey when it starts in June. Thanks again. And of course, that made me thrilled to hear, because as Jerry said, she's realized she has healing to do, and she knows the power of this work, and she also knows the power of a group, and I'm thrilled to have her join the journey. My dear listeners, the doors to the journey are now open. There are 10 spots available, and if you would like to join us, please email me before the spots are gone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wishing you a good rest of your week, and as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.